Oh, it is Wednesday. Wow, dude. I thought that was the big show we had going on. Welcome back. Welcome into the Line Share Podcast. This is the Walkthrough Wednesday. Let's get to walking and talking. Oh, wait. Hang on. Hang on. The message center is popping off. New message from Mitch. Hey guys, Mitch from Fort Wayne. Number one fan still. I think it's time to look ahead. I think you have the uh, the torn Achilles from Tracy Walker. You've got DeAndre Swift possibly out until the bye. Uh, all of a sudden, we're just really banged up. I'm not afraid to look through to next season. I think this season was, at least in my opinion, kind of going to be the second rebuild year. And then the third year was all the all-in year. Uh, I don't think it's time to shop around for a safety yet to replace Tracy Walker. Just haven't seen enough from the rest of the defense to pull that trigger. So, yeah, I don't want to say tuck it in and tank, um, but I think you kind of got to take this season for what it is and maybe look at safety and linebacker first round next year. I know you guys are a big Anzalone podcast, but I think that's where we're at. Thank you to our number one fan, Mitch in Fort Wayne. Mitch, you have what we don't. You have a voice for radio, and you have a face for television. We've got neither. Yeah, Mitch, uh, thanks for being a second-time long time. like to see it out of a few other Lion fans. There's a lot of same old Lions fans out there. There's a lot of Solfs. Yeah, and I can't hear them. The tides have turned for Mitch, and I think some Lions fans may agree with this. It did feel like there was a turn there after week three. You got any thoughts on this, Andrew? Uh, Yeah, I just want to say my big thought for Mitch and the other fans that feel the same way as Mitch, because there's got to be more. When things look the darkest, we look to the dawn, and Gandalf comes and saves us. We've got a savior coming. Who is that savior? I, I don't know yet. It's going to be there at dawn, though. More like 1 o'clock. You just got to trust. just got to trust that it's there. It's like a, it's a trust fall. You just got to trust that there's somebody there to catch something, it. I like that. Something good on the horizon. Actually... I retract said statement. I know what's on the horizon. The horizon is the bye. The horizon's the bye week, and we're getting a lot of bodies back after that. We'll talk those news and notes in a minute, but let's address his his question or statement about the draft. He thinks, well, we know he's not an Anzalone fan, but he thinks we need to go linebacker or safety at the draft, and I agree, certainly in the safety area, that's an area of concern. I think it's going to shake out depending on where they are in the draft as far as pick because there may be a guy there at quarterback that is pretty enticing. And if there's a quarterback there, I could see them going quarterback depending on what we get from Mr. Serviceable himself, Jared Goff. Um, but safety, definitely an area. Linebacker, also an area that defense needs help everywhere pretty much. Yeah, I'm um- I, I gotta, I gotta stray away. I think, uh, I think linebackers are developed, so I'd like to see them go out, and maybe get a guy, maybe get a guy late like they did Rodrigo and develop him. And I don't know who else they got in the, in the program, but that's what I'd like to see. Safety though, program, program. I'm all over it with safety though. That's where I think uh, that that one's weird to me. I, I, I don't know if that one's a free agent kind of guy. You know, you go, you go pick up a, yeah. a proven veteran to, because you got the young core. Do you get the proven veteran to just kind of solidify them? And then, yeah, you you nailed it with the 
with uh, Jared Goff. Do you? I'm not ready to pull the plug on him week four here. I'm I'm still I'm not going to no. say go after a quarterback. We don't know where we're going to fall. We don't know what's going to be available. Let Jared do his thing. No, we address that when the time comes. When that bridge comes, we'll cross it. But what Mitch is referencing is the fact that I alluded to if the Lions want to win now, they could go and get a safety because Tracy Walker, update on him, it is a torn Achilles and he is out for the year. So they're they're without him and it's going to be, a, at the, as it seems right now, it's going to be a battle between Kirby Joseph, Juju Hughes, and Afedi Malafanu. And so it's going to be kind of a battle between a bunch of young guys. I mean, granted, it's a young team. They're all young, but it's going to be a little bit of a battle. They haven't made anything known about going out and getting anybody in the free agent market no they've been real silent uh in press conferences about it as well but i i have to imagine with the the capital they have they're gonna they're gonna try to make some sort of move maybe it just be a band-aid and they get get a backup from somewhere but i think they're gonna try and make a move in free agency yes yes and i don't know about you but i'm truly gutted gutted after the that loss oh that's sorry i was getting into my my english accent that's that's for a little bit later in the episode we would be remiss if we didn't mention some some key stats that we didn't mention on sunday lions had a time of possession that was nine minutes nine minutes higher than the minnesota vikings how often do you see a team lose with a time of possession and that far in their advantage not often also they they led in passing and rushing now albeit by just a little bit and total yards just by a little bit. So it was fairly close, but Lions had checked almost all the boxes except for the W column. Gutted after that one. Yeah, it's almost tough to, to lose, but uh, I think we talked about it. They were pretty close. I mean, the, the big one was time of possession on that last drive. Cousins has only passed longer than 20 yards on the day, so that also hurts. Yes, sir. So we'll table that. We're going to wrap that with a bow. Last week is done. We're, we're on to the next one. We're on to Seattle. Thank you again, Mitch, for being our caller of the week once again. Only caller. Uh, no, Tommy said the mailbox was full. It just so happened that was picked out. Oh! Let's let that be clear. In other injury news, as of today, Wednesday, Jonah Jackson did not practice. Frank Ragnall did not practice. TJ Hawkinson did not practice. Uh, DeAndre Swift did not practice. Amon Ross St. Brown did not practice. DJ Chark did not practice. And here are your updates for each of those. Jonah Jackson, likely to be questionable. Frank Ragnow, likely to be questionable, although they're optimistic. Hawkinson, likely to play. Josh Reynolds, on the fence, questionable. DeAndre Swift, they're not feeling optimistic about him. Sounds like he's probably not going to play. If he does, it'll be a late week decision. Amon Ross St. Brown, they're on the fence with him as well. Uh, but he's further along than Josh Reynolds. So we've got a weird hierarchy of injuries going on. Chark, they were going to test him today and run him through the test uh, the rest of the week as far as if they can go. But yeah, a lot of offensive guys and defensive guys alike on that uh, injury report. Not not what you'd like to see this early in the season. Is that the entire wide receiver room? Yeah, so let's I get hypothetical here. If Reynolds, St. Brown, and Chark are gone, or, or gone, not gone, <laughs> but out for the week, we may be seeing Mr. Mr. Tommy himself. <laughs> strap up for the boys this weekend Let's tom kennedy sightings might be coming to a television near you you saw him high pointing it in the preseason give him a chance 
let's watch for that on Sunday, see who they are able to get out, and it might be an interesting one for the wide receivers this week. In Seattle news, signed Godwin Iguabuque. You remember him? Yeah, he former Lion there. So uh, he's probably going to be sharing some insider secrets for them this week as they prepare for the Lions. That's always great. Um, in general NFL news, let Rush cook. And no, hold on, Andrew. You remember let Russ cook, right? Rush. Let Russ cook? Russell Wilson? We Moniker. all remember it. Well, mm-hmm. I'm here to present a new one. Let Rush cook. Give Cooper Rush the starting job. I've been saying it from the get-go. I'm not jumping on the bandwagon. I've, I've, I'm a day one guy with him, okay? Fire up chips. Andrew can't see him right now, but he's got the maroon and gold on right now. Let's give Cooper Rush the starting job. And Dallas fans are coming around too. They don't want Dak back. So, hey, we might have Cooper Rush for a while here. It was an ugly exit for Dak. It's been almost an ugly existence in Dallas for Dak. I don't see him I don't I don't see a home for him anywhere else in the NFL. Maybe maybe Cleveland because everybody else has been there, maybe Indy because everybody else has been there. But I mean, Cooper Rush is is doing his thing. We talked about it though. All you have to do is put your put your team in situations to win. At at, the, at a very bottom line, Rush has got a job for life. Yes, sir. Lions should have signed him when he, he cleared waivers, man. Lions had a chance to get him and as a backup. A and we signed Sudfield. Come on. We called you're, you're, telling me, we, you're telling me you take Sudfield over Cooper Rush? Come on. We were asking for it. Put that on record. It is on record. Tommy. In other NFL news, injuries. Mac Jones on the fence on whether, uh, whether he will start. If he doesn't, Brian Hoyer, that's who the backup is. Brian Hoyer. Shout out Michigan State. Dude's 36, still out balling. Might have a Brian Hoyer sighting on Sunday. Christian McCaffrey himself also may be out. Likely to be out, actually. Also out, Joey Bosa for the Chargers on IR. Zach Wilson, looking like he might get the starting job back over Flacco. I'm going to make a prediction right now. Zach Wilson's going to come out flat. They're going to go back to Flacco either this week or next. Put it on the record. Also, Miles Garrett almost died. Yeah, that was a wicked crash. I mean, I I didn't see... He's trying to play this Sunday. I didn't see what transpired, but uh, that vehicle was... There was a lot of parts missing. It looked like the infamous Tiger Woods incident when he was all sorts of beyond competency. And the car's mangled look reminded me of the Tiger Woods incident. But he's going to try to play Sunday, so I mean, hey... T's and P's. How did that uh, passenger turn out? In the Miles Garrett or the yes. Tiger Woods? <laughs> Miles Garrett. Okay, I was going to say Tiger didn't have a passenger. I would be remiss to say I don't know. Ooh, she she was laying on her back in the video being treated by uh, EMTs. Yeah, that's the word. Uh, is she okay? I, I don't know. I was asking you. Oh, You're I thought you were boots guy. on the ground for a minute. I oh, thought you no. were there. seen the crime. I hover. I don't okay. even, I don't even, my feet don't even touch the ground when I poop. This show has taken a turn. Uh, let's go walk through Wednesday. What do you say? No huddle. Let's go. With our first matchup of the week on Thursday night, the Dolphins ride Hurricane I, I, Ian, ooh, Ian, whew, Ian, all the way to Cincinnati, where they look to feast on some skyline chili. Bengals got in the wind column last weekend. One and two now. Dolphins now three and oh. Some think the Dolphins are the best team in the league. 
If you listen to RG3, he's claimed that the Dolphins are the best team in the league. They're the ones to beat. I'm going to go contrarian on this one. Give me in an upset. Give me the Bengals. Actually, the Bengals are favored, but you get the point. A little birdie shot me a tweet and said, the Bengals are going to be wearing all white tonight. As the Dolphins retreat from Miami, the Bengals will feast on the second level intelligence. Speaking of intelligence, the Vikings and the Saints will be heading over to London town. What is that accent? That's not it. Let me get the London one going. Where's the, there's the British one. We've got the Vikings and the Saints. The Minnesota Vikings will storm the shores of London in hopes of burning down every single saint in town. No Jameis, no win. The Vikings will take it. New Orleans Saints fans might be asking for their team to stay there. I don't know what accent I've gone into, but it's it's different, right? It's different. The Saints do not go marching in. They don't. They don't. Give me the Vikings by 10. Cleveland and the Brownies will be heading to Atlanta for Mercedes-Benz Bowl. Let's hope the Cleveland Browns don't get the special kind of brownies this week. They might be feeling a little overdosed after last week's win over their rival, the Pittsburgh Steelers. But the Falcons are bad. Give me the Browns. Falcons fly back from Seattle and continue the air raid. Cordero Patterson says, Brownie down. Falcons over the Browns. Just as an aside, it's crazy that Cleveland's only favored by one and a half there. That's crazy. In Texas, the Commanders take on the Cowboys as they hope to not get dicked down in Dallas. As the Commanders head to Dallas and what they'll say is a battle of the Reds. Cooper Rush v. Carson Wentz. Wentz with a W? Uh Uh-oh, the Commanders take this one. More like Carson Lentz, because he doesn't know anything about W's, are we right? Let's ride the Rush train, and let's ride the limelight. Let Rush cook. Cowboys, by 10. Ryan Tannehill will catch a plane to Indianapolis, where an exchange at at midfield will will go something like, Hello, Matt Ryan. I'm Ryan Tannehill. Have you heard of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? To which he has. And of course, their kids probably go to the same daycare. They're carbon copies of each other. In the battle of the one, one, one versus the one and two Titans, I don't know. Flip a quarter on this one. Indy's favored by three and a half, but uh, I'm taking the Titans by three. Indy's high on life. Too bad Matt Ryan doesn't know that's a sin. They're going to hell. Tannehill and the boys take a W. The New York football giants. Take on the Chicago Bears at the battle of the two-and-ones who aren't quite done just yet. If you're looking for an afternoon nap, this is the game to watch. In an absolute snooze fa- fest, Justin Fields still doesn't throw the ball. But they'll still get a W. Chicago over the Giants. Tickets listed here as low as $69. There will be no 69ing in the stands this weekend. Give me the Giants. Just barely. Saquon gets it done. Bears on the road can't get it done. Giants by a field goal late. Our second team is pushed from their home. Jags head to the city to take on Philly. The city of brotherly love, you mean, of course. Right. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. No hurricanes in Philly this weekend. 
The Jaguars go down. The Eagles 4-0 after this week. MVP. MVP. The chants are loud and clear. It started, and it won't stop. Philly over the Jags. In Pittsburgh, no longer Heinz Stadium. Ackershire, of course, right? The Steelers, 1-2. Take on the Jets, also 1-2. Is Zach Wilson back? Flag Back go. on the Flag bench, go. that is. As this studio is brought to you, Ackershire Stadium. Steelers with a W. I thought we were sponsored by Dairy Queen. I thought you were going to go into a... Zach Wilson's going to get DQ'd, but he didn't. I didn't read your mind on that one. Bad chemistry. I would have liked that much better. I'm just saying a lot of the equipment in this room is brought to you by Ackershire. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. We're in separate studios here, folks. That's a look behind the scenes. All right, let's wrap it up with the Steelers taking over the Jets, but it's going to be a close one. Steelers get it done at home by seven. In our day game of the week, the Bills stampede into Baltimore for this spooky showdown. The Bills come off a heartbreaking loss to the Finns down in Florida. They get their revenge game this week. They bounce back. Last week they took an L. This week they take a W. Bills over the Ravens by 10. Josh Allen looked into the camera this week and said, Do I look like a loser to you? Buffalo Bills are going to take down Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Make sure you've got extra protection on your tablets for that game. In Texas. Houston, that is. The Texans will try to rodeo the Chargers at home. The Chargers will need to zap some life into their defense after they lost Bosa. I think they're still going to find a way to will a victory, though. Chargers over the Texans. Clear. The Chargers get the electricity back in Texas, which happens to be the NRG Stadium. The Chargers will zap that energy from the Texans' home crowd early and often. Chargers by 17. Rule better take it easy in Carolina. He's already lost Christian McCaffrey. Hope he doesn't lose to the Cardinals as they fly into town. No CMC. It's going to be run DMC for the Cardinals. Kyler Murray gets it done on the road. Gaming all the way to victory by 10. Hold my hand and say a thought for those in North Carolina. They're about to get wiped off the map harder than Florida. Cardinals by a million. Patriots head over to Lambeau in the frozen tundra. Well, it's, a, it's actually giving me a 68 degrees and sunny. Packers take on the Patriots in Lambeau. Brian Hoyer enters your game as the starting quarterback as he's 0-11 in his last 11 starts. Make it 0-12. Packers are going to read the Jumbotron to another W. Over under on this game is 40 and a half. Green Bay favored by nine and a half. Take Green Bay money line. Take the over. W for the Packers as Aaron Rodgers gets it done. In our last 425 showdown of the day. Blaze it. Denver will catch a flight straight into a black hole. Let Rush cook, but we ain't going to see any cooking from Russell and the boys over on the Broncos side of things. The Las Vegas Raiders get it done in Allegiant Stadium at home. They finally get in the win column this week. Raiders will be 1-3 and and back on the winning side. Derek Carr to Devontae Adams. Stop me if you've heard that before. They're going off for three touchdowns this weekend. Over Mr. Non-Unlimited? 
It's unlimited with an asterisk. It's like that unlimited plan from your wireless carrier. Not really unlimited, right? You're capped. You're capped. And our last game of the week, on Sunday, that is. Sunday Night Football brings us Chiefs and Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. But asterisk here, that stadium, I don't know if anybody's checked on it in the last 24 hours. It might have damage. It might not be there. Still to be played in Tampa Bay this weekend. Breaking news, Ben. All signs that read Tampa Bay are to be changed to Tampa Bay after Ian rolls through. But it won't be enough. Kansas City will sit back and win. I'm taking the Weather Warriors here. The Buccaneers are going to be playing for the city, playing for the state of Florida. They're going to have heavy hearts. They're going to have Mike Evans back. Buccaneers in an upset. In the cool down of the weekend on Monday night. Matthew Stafford and your Los Angeles Rams head down state to San Francisco. Have you looked at a map? It's actually upstate. I'm, I'm directionally challenged. <laughs> if you flip it upside down, it's downstate. But yeah, 49ers, Jimmy G, they're favored by one and a half. Uh, I think it's going to be a close one, but the Rams will pull it out late by three. Cooper Rush once again proves to be the most superior backup in the league as Jimmy G's status is now in jeopardy. Matthew Stafford says, no way. I'm taking this one. Stafford leads a late comeback, gets him down to a field goal to win it. That's my prediction right there. Speaking of Stafford, back to his old team. Let's talk game of the week. Lions versus Seahawks. Lions at home, favored by four. Over under, set at 48. So many Scares injuries. me that they're favorites. It's I don't like to be favorites. I'd rather I'd rather have that negative uh, energy and and have them be favored to lose by three or you know the line to be three to Seattle. But we said Seattle's not a good team. This is the get right game. Fingers crossed that some of these guys that are questionable and not practicing this week are going to actually play because we're gonna need we're gonna need that help and they're gonna need some guys next man up on both sides of the ball. Yeah, if they want to win, this is gonna be a, a complete team victory. Three sides, three phases. Seahawks got long travel coming in, so that's that's always working in our favor, but the injuries might be too much to surmise. Maybe this is the prove-it game for us. Maybe this is the game where the back's against the wall for the Lions, and this is something they need as a builder, something to build on, build on what we can build on. And you're right. Seattle does have a lot against them here with the travel and the early game for them. I think my ultimate prediction is... Goff's going to get it done at home. Goff in the lines, that is. Goff will find some targets, whether that's Mr. Tom Kennedy or Amon Ross St. Brown, whoever they put out there. I think they're able to limp this one into a victory. They will win by six. Yeah, if we're going to look at just this game, I think this is a must win for the Lions. Agreed. You lose Swift. Jamal's got a lot to prove here, and Craig Reynolds might have more to prove than anybody else that he can. He is worthy of that third string. I know they talked about it in Hard Knocks that he was what the team embodied, but maybe not all the talent. Now yeah. it's time to prove that he's got the talent as well. So I, that that's yeah. going to be key. If you look ahead to next week, though, they've got the Patriots. So get this W now, so you don't have to get don't have a must win next week. You got to win yeah. one of these two games. So I'm yeah. thinking the Lions. I think it's probably going to be a, a three-point game. Oh, God. Give me 17-20. Lions by three. Okay. Give me give me 30-24. I honestly don't even know if Seattle can put up 24, but 
Yeah, so that's my prediction. I I know I don't usually give scores, but um, you you've talked me into it. It is sort of a must win, and with the, yeah last next week the Patriots, uh, I think there'll be a lot of people talking tanking if they lose this game and the next one. A lot of tanking. Yeah, talk. we'll we'll see what happens when they come out of the bye. But if they come out of the bye with only one win, things might start turning. And everybody, I want everybody to hold hands here and uh, pray to a God that you don't believe in or pray to a God that you do believe in or whoever you worship. No more injuries. Say it with me now. No more injuries. No more injuries. I'm hopeful that they are able to find a way here, persevere through the injuries and all the adversity. And Cooper Rush. Let's go Cooper Rush once again this week. We said it in the beginning. Let Rush cook. I think they got to open up the offense a little bit more for them. They're holding them back. They're making them do a lot of play action, play fake with the running backs and running the ball a lot. Let them get vertical. Let them cook. Absolutely. Let's talk college football real fast. Just some games to look forward to this week. We've got a lot of uh, good matchups. Actually, it's a pretty good week. Um, Clemson versus NC State. That's our game day game of the week. That's where college game day will be. Michigan versus Iowa. Big noon kickoff on Fox. The dulcet tones of Gus Johnson in your ear. Oklahoma State versus Baylor. Another good matchup. Alabama, Arkansas. Perhaps one of the best matchups of the week. I like Arkansas in that game in a, in a shocker. Ole Miss versus Kentucky. Another battle down south. And uh, Florida State versus Wake Forest, which uh, Florida State might be playing for a little bit more than just the, the the football this week. They might be playing for the state too. So watch out for those Florida teams. They're going to have something to play for this week. Did you mention the Iowa State-Kansas game? I, I know Kansas is surprisingly good this year at football, and a lot's been made about Kansas and Duke being the basketball schools, but being good at football this year. Yeah. It's, it's a nothing win if they win, but with all the coverage they've gotten – do you think they're forced to be ranked? Kansas? Yes. Yeah, I think it's coming coming soon to a, a ranking near uh, you. <laughs> that's going in the best of. Best of. Tommy, throw it in there. All right. That's our walkthrough Wednesday. We'd appreciate it if you all would like and subscribe on the platform of your choice. We're not big promoters on this show, but we'd love it for you to become a Lion shareholder today. All walks of life are welcome. Once again... Mailbox is getting full, so if you want to get your voice in here, send us a message, and maybe there'll be something in it for you. All comments are welcome. Yeah, shareholders, uh, I hear you guys coming at me on my record. Uh, If you think you can predict the Lions game better than Ben and I, send it in to us on the Wednesday walkthrough. We'll listen to it Sunday when we come out of the week and see what happened. How about that, boys and girls? We'll see if you're better than us. Yeah, it's highly likely. And just to update our records on the year, we skipped week one, so that doesn't count. Week one doesn't count. Week two through three, I'm eight and eight each week, so 16 and 16. Andrew had a tough one last week, six and 10 nah, last week. So now yeah. that's a total of 13 and 19. So I've got a nice three-game lead in the, in the unofficial records recap of Lionshare Podcasters. Loser has to buy the winner a blizzard. <laughs> shout out Dairy Queen. And shout out to all those shareholders out there. We'll catch you on Sunday for the big show. Until then, go Lions. Yeah.
Oh, wait. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead, Tommy. I was bringing in Tommy. Are you good? You fucked me up so hard right there. Why? <laughs> it's, it's... Oh, it is Wednesday. Wow, dude. I thought that was the big show we had going on. Whoa. Oh, I'm not looking at the clock. <laughs> All right, we'll clap at the 45. Oh. <laughs> that's re for Tommy, that's the 45. <laughs>